right, riddle me this, Kev. What's one of the first upgrades you should do to your vehicle? What is it? What do you go for? Well, you might think power, but ultimately, from a smart and safe perspective, definitely the brakes. Yeah, no doubt. Upgraded braking systems can really transform a vehicle's performance and honestly give you better peace of mind behind the wheel in any situation. You know, from the track to off-road trails, even the morning commute, every single vehicle deserves performance brakes at an affordable price. And no matter what your vehicle or driving style, PowerStop has complete brake upgrade kits for you. So head to PowerStop.com, fill in your vehicle's information into their easy-to-use brake finder to be matched with complete kits and components that are low-dust, noise-free, and feature upgraded stopping power. That's right. You could join the thousands of other drivers that have already transformed their vehicle into a stopping powerhouse today with PowerStop. PowerStop.com, brake upgrades made easy. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. Fired up today, man. We're talking one of our good friends and a guy that's, dude, his job is so behind the scenes, but crucial in the automotive world. Like, this man is the wizard. He's like uh, the man behind the curtain that makes everything happen. You know, it's, it's kind of wild. To, I bet this man has been responsible for more, like, million-dollar rides than we've ever seen in our life. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, when we talk about, um, you know, in the car scene, right, everything comes from the OEs, from the manufacturers. And, you know, early on, we've got what they call pilot vehicles, right? So those are early prototypes. They have to move around from place to place. They go from engineering and, you know, maybe uh, prototype manufacturing. They go to some test ground. They go to this place. They go to that place. And then eventually they become you know, production vehicles, and they've still got to move around to a certain extent before they go on those car haulers by the millions. Uh, so there's a company that moves uh, not just these cool prototypes, these pilot vehicles, but they move stuff to some of the coolest events in the country, uh, yeah. whether it's SEMA, whether it's Barrett-Jackson, you know, whether it's kind of following along the, uh, the power tour or you name it, these guys are there. So a lot of times they're behind the scenes and we don't see them. A lot of times they're right out front, and that's pilot transport. Uh, so as Willie said, man, they have, God, their fingers, their hands on uh, some of those expensive, developmental, or exotic, or cool, or maybe just my ride or Willie's ride. You know, it's, it's quite a spectrum you guys have. <laughs> right? They go from, like, you know... Uh Saks Fifth Avenue to Walmart, um, and, and, and they take care of all of them just the same. We're the Walmart here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but, man, it, it is wild because uh, when you're thinking about, you know, moving these dimes, these gems, it's something else. They get to be the first people that see, see these cars. They, they're the, you know, the first layer of defense for all of us out here. Man, they see these cars before uh, the public gets to, which has got to be wild. And, and, and Joe... I imagine, God, just uh, just thinking about just thinking about how difficult that would be to keep your keep your mouth shut of what you're towing, what you have, what you've seen, what you haven't, what's in the rig, what's not. Uh, just keeping the keeping the word at the down has got to be tough for you in the in the gang. Yeah, sometimes it's tough, but uh, sometimes a car is a car, right? Um, it's one of the things we tell everybody. You know, it's uh, treat them all the same, but uh, it's 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 easy to get caught up in it, though, for sure. Well, looking back, you know, anything that's not, you know, under some NDA or whatever, what are some of the coolest, uh, you know, interesting rides and vehicles that you guys have, have transported around that you're allowed to talk about? Yeah, I'm, yeah, a lot of it we can't. Um, 
but you know, like you said, we do the hot rod power tour. We, we enjoy that. It's, it's some of the cooler cars and some of them are, you know, roadkill nights and we all know what those are. Um, but we do a lot of the newer stuff too, you know, um, Hellcats, um, you know, that's coming to the end. Um, and we, we've got our fingers and nose. Yeah. I'm so sad about that, Joe. That's, that's blasphemy. <laughs> it is literally. It's just wrong in so many ways. Uh, but you were the man responsible for carrying the, the real limited numbers, uh, like the demons. Uh, are, do you have anything to do with the, the one seventies? Um, those aren't out yet. So I can't really say. Right. Right. Come out this fall. Yeah, yeah. I think those are launching soon. Uh, but we, the original demons, yeah, we did those and that, uh, Hellcat you got behind you, we probably delivered it. So yeah, that's super stock right yeah, there yeah, yeah. Super stocks and, yeah. and the red eyes. Yeah. I love those wheels. Those are awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. man. Uh, dude, so you're packing around. How, how many trucks do you have? How many people, you know, are out there rolling for pilot transport at any given time? Well, anywhere from 110 to 120 trucks in any given time. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow, I didn't know you were that huge. That's enormous. Keeps wow. you busy. Yeah, it's funny. I I just went on a road trip. Uh, I just got back this week in, uh, you know, cross country. And my wife actually pointed out, she's like, look over there, pilot truck. I wonder what's inside that one as it goes by, you know? Yeah, could be anything. Yeah. Yeah, you never know, man. Well, here's the deal. We, we got to take a break. So let's do that now. When we come back, more about how he moves these rides, some of the cool rides that he's been able to move. And you never just know what's in that pilot transport truck. More on that, the dreams that he gets from point A to point B in just a minute on the Two Guys Garage podcast. Kevin Bird, Willie B, and we're back after the break. It is the Two Guys Garage podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. And man, today we're talking about moving your dimes, baby, moving these cool rides. It's, it's wild because just the other day I was talking to my brother, and he's got a buddy that's moved back from California, Kentucky. And he was like, you know anybody that – that would move a couple cars for my buddy. It's uh, it's wild to see. Um, this is a business that a lot of people you just don't necessarily talk about, it, but it's so got it's so advantageous. There's so many tentacles out there. There's so many cool car shows, cool events. There's so much stuff from OEs happening. There's so much testing going on. Like we see cars that do high altitude testing all the time. It's amazing how these cars get to and from. And really, the man that does all of it, uh, Joe, joins us on the podcast. So, hey, listen, I got to ask, man, when you see these Hellcats, like the one you said, you probably delivered this one right here, uh, the Superstock. That's a rare car. Demons, you said you were, you know, running those around. Um, dude, tell me how bad this is going to suck because these cars, I swear, I just had a car show and there must have been 250 Hellcats, uh, Red Eyes, and the likes up there. Yeah, I mean, it's up in December, right? And that is yeah. just a drag. Um, and- it's nuts, dude. Yeah, it's, it's nuts. Um, I kind of wish they would keep doing them, but obviously they can't. Um, but maybe they got something up with their sleeve, you know, with the with the hurricane motor. I don't know. You know. Have you seen the electronic uh, new muscle car that Dodge has pushed out there a few times? Are you, are you able to tell us if you've seen it or moved it? I, I have not. Uh, we may have moved it. I, I don't know. <laughs> Um, there, there's a good chance we did, but uh, I'm not sure. They're not even allowed to talk to each other. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, they get vaporized instantly if they open their it's lid. It's got that electronic sound, so it's you know it's not a V8, but they they're the first company to put a sound right to the electric car, and I, I'm I'm curious how that how that is in real world application you know i'm just anxious to see it yeah i kind of am have they claimed a delivery date for those or availability is that a real deal or was that just a hype i 
I believe it is a real deal. I, it, it's it's yeah, it's on the docket. So I would think they'd be coming out with them pretty quick. Um, but I I don't know. Um, I just know that we're hauling a lot of mules around that are similar to that. So it, it could be. Yeah, I'm interested. Uh, you know, half of me thinks, uh, oh, they're just going to change their mind and, and keep making these cars, Re- make the cool cars for as long as possible. It seems like Ford's maybe going that direction with Mustang. You know, we'll just keep pushing them out. Uh, but the other half is like kind of interested on like, all right, well, what are they going to do, right? If they got such an awesome you know set of machinery here with the red eyes, the demons, and everything else, and they're literally willing to pull it off the market, they got to be showing up with something impressive. Maybe not what we think we want. It's a thousand horsepower yeah. charger, man. Yeah, I mean they have to be. You know, the, you know the Dodge people. Their 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 parents threw them in the ceiling fans because they had lead based paint in the cribs. They they a couple of head traumas and injuries. Like they're coming with a thousand horsepower electric muscle car, uh, and that's gonna be that's gonna stun everybody. It's gonna be a big shiny new penny, and uh, I'm anxious to see it just smash all these Teslas out in every town. Sick of those Teslas. Well, Joe mentioned it <laughs> off the air. Like Ford is an F one fifty company, you know, like that is their moniker, and they. They came out with the, the EV version, the Lightning. And, you know, and Dodge is kind of a, a Hellcat company. So, you know, maybe yeah. that, that's their sort of push it out in front of everybody. That's going to be their, their trophy, their, their halo of, some, well, of sorts, you know? And if it, if it gets anywhere, pilot transport is going to be the people taking it. Do you, do, do you ever see them going to an electric semi? Like, you know, you hear talk about that, but distance is going to be the killer there. Do you ever see it moving over? Do you think we're going to go back to a gas thing? Well, I, I think they're going over. I mean, you know, Tesla's got the the Class 8 truck they're testing now. Uh, but for us, I don't see how it works. You know, over the road trucking, it, uh, you, you got to be able to fill that tank pretty quickly. Um, I, I just don't know how that's going to work. Um, maybe hydrogen. You know, I don't know. That's wild too, man. Yeah, hydrogen cars uh, setting world records out at SEMA World or out at uh, um, Speed Week in Bonneville just a couple weeks ago. So yeah, man, it, that's a, that's a wild combination too. Do, do you ever not want to tow a car? Is there is there any cars that you come across that I don't know? Maybe they're in such um, you know devastated state you don't even feel comfortable towing it. Uh, like a monster truck. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's too big, yeah, then you know obviously it doesn't fit. We we don't like doing non runners. Uh, that that is problematic for for our equipment. It's it's not really set up to to haul non runners, but anything other than that, you know, you want to write a check, we'll send the truck. <laughs> you gotta love that attitude. Hell yeah! If you want to send a check, we'll send the truck. Um, well, look, man, what are things? Obviously, you know, with any sort of company like this, there's ups and downs. There's a learning curve. Um, I know there's been times where people have sent me pictures of my buddy towing my car and it's all the way in the bed of his truck. Yeah. Cause he didn't strap it down. Uh, you got to see some nightmares out there, not necessarily from you guys, but probably reasons that people call you guys is because they had a nightmare before. Oh, for sure. You know, we will get that call. And then a lot of times it turns into that non-runner nightmare because somebody did it wrong. Um, but yeah, we get that call all the time. Um, and we try to help when we can, but, like you said earlier, you know, our big thing is with the OEs and, you know, we, we try to help out, you know, the hot rodders out there when we can, but can't always be there. So how big events, you know, cause your, your main sort of clients and whatnot are, are the OEs and moving around these big high dollar vehicles. Uh, but how, how about some of these other events that you do, whether it's, um, 
you know, Barrett Jackson or SEMA or other like that, do you, do you guys move a lot of those vehicles as well? Yeah, we do a lot with, uh, you know, SEMA. We're, we're involved with the SEMA organization. You know, it's, it's a great organization. We don't do a lot with the, with the auctions a little bit. We'll get in and out of Barrett Jackson and that sort of thing. Um, but we tend to kind of more focus on the OEs and, and the Hellcats and, and that sort of thing. Um, it just, just works for our model. Yeah, because you've got a big um, distribution center right here outside of Detroit. So that puts you in a prime location to do everything out of this area. And then you've got another one, was it out in Arizona? Yeah, I also have a, a hub in Phoenix as well. So it kind of, you know, for the testing, it works out really well to have a, have a hub on each end. Um, gives guys kind of place to, to hold up for a couple of days after they deliver and, and reload and, and head back east. Oh, so kind of like a hub and spoke mechanism? You you have cars in certain areas or need to get them by a certain date. You'll have them in this warehouse and find a guy going to that route. So it makes it just a more efficient model. Yeah, we tend to, we tend to kind of run east to west and west to east a little bit. But a lot of that is changing, uh, you know, with some of the autonomous stuff that we're doing as well. Um, and Texas seems to be a big market for um, that sort of vehicle now, too. Um, yeah, we're, we're seeming to go everywhere. Hmm. Heck, we go to Alaska in the winter. Well, I was going to say, uh, for a lot of people that don't, don't realize does it, that, <laughs> right. The OEs have to, uh, test in various conditions. Uh, and so if you want good weather, right, you can test up North here in Detroit or the area around here for, you know, half the year, but then you have to go somewhere like Arizona for the other half of the year, but then you have to do cold testing. So some of that you can do in Detroit in the winter or whatnot, but then you've got to go somewhere cold, you know, potentially all year round. Um, so do you guys do some of those as well? Do you guys move vehicles in those cold climates or? Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, the OEs, you know, a lot of times they'll go to northern Minnesota. Some of them will go in northern Ontario. Um, like I said before, Alaska is a big, gets bigger and bigger every year. Um, hmm. You know, we'll probably do 30 or 40 trips a season into, into Fairbanks every every winter. Wow. That seems, just for car testing, they're spending way yes. too much money on car testing <laughs> are, are we gonna see you guys on ice road truckers is no doubt man that's crazy 30 to 40 runs up there man just uh you know i thought there was a bunch here because we'll go up and do see you know snowboarding and ski season on, on the passes you'll see some of these cars doing high altitude testing some things like that but i'd never imagined that many trips to alaska man uh, but look, you're the, you're the kind of the guy that gets them around, uh, as far as autonomous cars, are you delivering a lot more of those? Uh, cause I've been reading in the news, some cities are looking to, to really incorporate those models, but like San Francisco just put a hold on, on a few of them because they had some problems, but you're the guy that they count on moving all these things around. Yeah, we, we do a little bit with it. Um, it looks like Texas is, is really taking hold with, with some of the AVs. Um, believe it or not. And uh, I think to me, it's it's not a bad idea. You know, if, if you do away with your, your daily driver and just go with an AV, heck, you can get a better hot rod, right? <laughs> well, I mean, that's one way to look at it. And I appreciate that uh, perspective on it, you know, because I'm always figuring out how to get a better hot rod or another hot rod or, you know, well, a faster hot rod. Yeah, yeah man, I, I was asking on my regular show today, um, how do people that don't have a hot rod or a race car um, like how do they spend uh, all their time? They just sit around uh, so happy counting their money. Like what, what do they do with all their money? Uh, and they just got to <laughs> sit around and just count it all the time. Cause you know, people with the race cars don't have that. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, well, dude, all right. So we got to dive into a break right now. Coming back, um, things that people make mistakes on, you could probably help out somebody that's, you know, they just got their first hot rod. Maybe they're, you know, taking it to and from racetrack, maybe car shows. There's got to be some mistakes when people are making, when they're hauling their vehicles. Maybe you can help some of our people out on that because I know uh, a few of my friends could sure learn a lesson or two. So how about we tackle that when we come back? Joe from Pilot Transport, Kevin Byrne, Willie B. It is the Two Guys Ride Podcast. We're back after the break. It is the Two Guys Ride Podcast. He is Kevin Byrne. I am Willie B. Fired up, man. We have a Joe from Pilot Transport. If you guys ever need anything moved, man, you got to look up Pilot Transport. They really do treat them fantastic. I'm telling you, man, sometimes your cars look better when you get it than it does when you loaded it up with. <laughs> um, imagine it got cleaned uh, while it was moved. Um, but these guys take great care of these rides. And, Joe, i got to ask, man, uh, Kevin and I both have experienced, you know, what it's like to have our cars moved by you guys, and thanks for taking such great care of them. Um, what are some mistakes that people tend to make? Uh, I know a lot of times – Man, I'll see cars coming from car shows or going to car shows, and they sure are wiggling a lot. Those straps sure are loose. And unfortunately, I've seen some unfortunate accidents where the cars just didn't get strapped down good enough, and we all seen what happens after that, man. So what are some mistakes people tend to make when they're moving their cars? Well, we've all seen those YouTube videos, right, with the, with the Mustang in the back of the U-Haul or something. But, <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. um, you know, a lot of it's just securement, you know, having a, having the correct strap, you know, with a hook and, and it's not worn out or, or torn in any way. And um, most uh, a good strap will have that rubber cleat and it goes over the tire and it, uh, it it makes a nice contact so it doesn't slip or move. And just make sure it's tight. I think another thing a lot of I see a lot of people do wrong is, you know, they'll pack up half their household and put it in the car and, and think that it's going to show up on the other end, just okay. Um, the car's moving down the road. And, you know, if you got a, a bag of books in the box in the back of the car, it's it's going to be flopping around, wreck your interior or something like that, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you look at a lot of trailers. Uh, trailers don't have the best suspension systems, you know. So things are bouncing around there yeah. a lot more aggressively than maybe your smooth ride with your shocks and everything else. Uh, and, you know, there's there could be hours and hours and miles and miles where stuff really has a chance to get you know, out of hand, out of place, and you're not there kind of eyeballing it, checking it out. Um, you know, one thing I like to do is, you know, maybe get, um, after I've loaded up whatever it is, just get a few miles down the road, go back, check everything again, make sure nothing's moved. Uh, you know, you can really easily get a strap yeah. rubbing on something. And it's amazing just the rubbing uh, can cut through a strap and, you know, a hundred, couple hundred miles uh, and then all of a sudden everything can let loose. So I like to check things a little bit down the road, uh, at least for my gear, and make sure it's still tight, still strapped down. Maybe get an extra, you know, that'll do kind of click. That'll hold. <laughs> that'll do. Oh, man. Yeah, usually you try to check it in the first five to ten miles. And then again, you know, every every 100, 150 miles in throughout the day, depending on how far you're going. But that that is an excellent tip. Yeah. Yeah, man, definitely check it. Just the other day, even if you strap it down tight, you know, comes off fairly easy. I open trailer, and all of a sudden I hear the ding, 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 and I'm like, oh, that's a hook dragon, you know? And uh, look, you, also, if you have friends that are helping you secure your no. ride, don't trust them. <laughs> you got to double check it, man. Just do your own due, due diligence. Don't trust friends. You go check your straps. You're responsible for your own ride. Trust them to get you a beer or other beverage, but go around and, yeah, make sure you own that sucker on there. Yeah. 
hey, is there something to crossing? You know, a lot of times you'll see guys that want to cross the rear straps on the axle. Is that a, is, is that a necessity? Is that something that you recommend? Uh, what do you feel about that? Yeah, I, it, it's not a bad idea if you're going across the axle. Give that X in the back. Um, the idea is to have opposing tie downs, right? So if you're pulling back in the back, you need to pull to the front in the front. So a lot of times you'll see somebody, you know, pull to the back and the front, and then they'll try to go the same way in the front. And it, it's, it doesn't work. It's just going to pull the car backwards. Yeah. The car does move. Yeah. Um, the car's going to move. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's surprising, especially on a long haul. Um, and uh, one strap, two straps in the front. I, I, I tend to quiver. I got a buddy that's got a road runner. It's a heavy car, right? Every time he shows up at the track, he has one strap in the front and one strap in the back. And he's done this for years, Joe. He's done it for years. I'm like, oh, oh. You should play the lottery. Um, should, the should have at least four straps. I'm feeling a little uncomfortable right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> He gets it. It's so he'll strap it down and use a, a wheel chalk, and he goes like, oh, "I've never lost a car, man. You just need one, one in the front, run the back if you do it right." And I'm like, "Uh, whatever, man." <laughs> one on each corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly. Any other mistakes people do? What happens if you load the trailer too, too front heavy? A lot of times, whether it's flatbeds or nose haulers, they'll put too much, you know, weight towards the front of the trailer. And man, will it push your truck around, especially if you just got a, a pickup and a trailer. Yeah, if you're, if you're using the F-150 or something like that, yeah, you've got to balance that load. Or you go the other way and not have enough tongue weight either. And it, that could actually be worse. Yeah, I've seen a lot of waggers on the highway. Oof, mm-hmm. and that can get scary real fast. Yeah. And it's amazing, yeah, for people that are just towing something kind of you know new and fresh and never experienced it. Um, man, you can get 50, 60 miles an hour. And all of a sudden that back end starts wagging and all of a sudden your vehicle's going side to side and it's, it's everything you can do to get that thing to slow back down again. Now, if you do have trailer brakes and you can reach down there and break the trailer, that'll help you get pulled over to the side of the road nice and easy, but you really need to get that weight, you know, moved a little bit more forward, get some tongue weight on there, uh, to make it a lot more safer. But as Willie's pointing out, you can go extreme and you can put too much on on the to- on the front, but definitely better to have it more on the tongue than hanging out the back end. Oh yeah, things get squirrely pretty fast. Oh for sure. Yeah, yeah. I see that video of that model on the treadmill or something, and it just wiggles and just disintegrates it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's ugly man, ugly. Uh, but same thing can happen too far forward too. I've I've given given that a ride once, and that's a uh, pretty hairy too. So make sure you balance the load. Um, always carry spares. I would say is, is another thing. Because it's wild, man. I've overloaded traders before. I've got a Houston Strong shirt on right now. Took a bunch of hurricane material down for victims of the hurricane in Houston. And, man, we had a lot of donations, and we overloaded some trailers. And I got to tell you, we didn't make it two states, and almost almost 10 people replaced trailer tires. So we had, you know, 8, 10 trucks going down there loaded down with trailers, and it was a mess. So uh, don't overload them and always carry an extra damn trailer tire. Because chances are you're going to need it. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah, what I find, too, a lot of trailers are sitting uh, idle for a lot. You know, you guys are moving constantly, but uh, you let a tire sit, and they got all that, that sun and UV plus uh, just the uneven load, you know, sitting on one, so- one spot there. And a lot of these trailers come with the cheapest tires possible just to get them out the door. Uh, so the spare is huge, but really even before you get out the door, Check your tires really, really well. Make sure they're still, you know, 
round. There's no uh, separation of the tire itself. Uh, I just went on a big long haul myself with my toy hauler. Yeah, my tires have tons of tread. They're only three years, two, two and a half, three years old. And, uh, you know, one of them just before I went, again, uh, checking them over real well. I could see just a little bit out of shape, out of round, and uh, was starting to separate. Put a brand new tire on there before leaving because uh, that could have been pretty much a disaster right there. Make sure you got good air pressure because you can start to heat up a tire real fast without the right pressure in there because you got the sidewall compressing and uncompressing. So you get a lot of internal friction. Uh, just from that movement of the tire. Uh, so that can build up heat and make a tire come apart pretty quick. Oh, for sure. If it's a smaller tire, it's going it's going a lot faster than your car is or your truck is if it's a real small yeah. tire. Um, you know. Well, I had an interesting one. I picked up uh, big into uh, water sports. I've got a Moomba wakeboard boat. And I went down to Indiana to pick it up uh, from the dealer. Uh, everything looked good. I picked up the tra- you know the boat, the trailer. I spent a lot of time looking over the boat. Didn't really think too much about the trailer because it was from a dealer. Uh, but on my way home, poof, blew a tire out. I'm on the side of the road. I had to leave it there and come back uh, when the shops were open because this was at night, right? So I got a brand new tire. I put it on um, and uh, I took another road trip, topped off all my air, went on the road trip. A week later, I'm coming back with my boat and that same damn tire blew. And this was a good Goodyear tire, real expensive one. Uh, and it turns out that it was a steel wheel and it just had a tiny pinhole rust spot in the steel rim enough to leak down the air over the week right so even though i checked my air pressure on the way out on the trip it just leaked down enough that man i blew that other tire it's like god blew out the fender right so i had to reshape all the fender repaint everything big pain so yeah tires can be a real real drag man So yeah. look, that's why we say hire a professional. Just hire a professional. Hire a pro. Uh, let them do it because they have all these bases covered. All these nightmare stories, blown tires, sitting by the side of the road, leaving your boat. I'm stunned you went there the next day and you still had a boat. You did that where I live, your boat would have been gone. It'd been like what boat? <laughs> um, so it, it, I tell you, hire a professional. These guys take great care of it. Uh, they really do, man. Uh, and this is what these guys do every single day. So. They're more prone to uh, knowing what not to do when it comes to moving cars, especially one that you got so much work in, so many hours in. These are people that we trust to take our SEMA cars there, take great care of them. Uh, these are the guy that you know. If you got millions of hours, millions of you know dollars in your in your ride, man, these are the dudes that are capable of moving it. And if you're like us, you know, you just got a cool hot rod and you love it to death and don't want anything to happen to it. These are the guys you trust. So, Joe, how do people find out about you? Where do people go? And um, how often are trucks rolling, you know, in, in their uh, towns and cities? Well, we're everywhere. 49 states and Canada, right? Um, so best way to find us, pilottransport.com. Uh, we're on Facebook and Instagram or give us a call. 800-252-7733. Oh, no, that was too fast. 800 252 7733 or pilot yes sir awesome man these guys uh we trust them move our cars to the show this is the first year uh in forever we've been able to bring some cars uh from our garages to the show so we're excited and there's only one guy we call man that's joe that's how much we trust him love him and appreciate him so you guys do the same pilot transport uh 800-252-7733 
888-900-3733. Find them online. You'll see about all the car shows, all the cool things uh, when it comes to cars and all the weird things when it comes to those autonomous rides, but we won't talk about that. Uh, <laughs> uh, thanks for your time today, man. We definitely appreciate it. And check out our show, Air and Weekend, on the Motor Trend Network. Check your local listings. You can also get us on Motor Trend Plus, which is our streaming format. Easy way to find us. Thanks to our guest, Joe, from Pilot Transport. Uh, again, man, if you guys need anybody to move your rides, trust Pilot Transport. These guys are fantastic. Uh, our producer, Scoop, executive producer, Bob Ecker. He's Kevin Bird, and I'm Willie B. for the Two Guys Garage podcast. Yeah, don't forget to check out our website, twoguysgarage.com. Share your thoughts with us on social, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at Two Guys Garage. On the Two Guys Garage podcast, it's copyrighted, 2023, Britain Productions Incorporated, all rights reserved. Hey, Joe, quick question. You see this yeah, wide body I got back here? Yeah. That thing is about eight, nine inches wider than a normal vehicle. Man, she's to the walls on my uh, enclosed trailer. I bet uh, she if is. I ever need that one. Yeah, you guys you guys have a prison for fat, fat bottom girls on your trailer? Uh, <laughs> you guys got room for those? Yeah, I probably <laughs> delivered that car, man. <laughs> uh, probably, man. That's uh, that's awesome. All right, man. Yeah. Well, take care, and uh, we look forward to seeing you soon, my man. All right. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Joe. Hope you guys had some fun with us. We'll catch you on the next Two Guys Garage podcast. Two Guys Garage podcast is a production of Britain Productions. For more episodes, visit iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.